Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Lelantiri, an ITA energy medicine practitioner, holistic counselor, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you align with your true and highest self, raise your frequency and vibration, learn the tools to help you self-heal, rewire your subconscious mind, transform your mindsets, and co-create the life of your dreams. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome or welcome back to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. If I sound a little different today, it is because I'm fighting a little cold. No worries, just a little bit of a sore throat, but I decided, you know, the show must go on. And also, the topic I really wanted to talk about kind of falls in line with being homesick. Because by the title of this episode, you already know that I want to talk about how to be alone without feeling the uncomfortable emotion of loneliness. And this episode can be for absolutely anyone, whether you moved to a new city and you don't have a lot of friends locally yet, if you recently went through a breakup, or if you are in a relationship but you realize that you are maybe getting a little too codependent and you wanted to take some space from that relationship, whether it's a romantic partner or like a best friend, to figure out your independence on a deeper level so that you didn't have any codependency, or whether you went through a friendship breakup, really, this is for anyone who, if you're in your 20s or really any age, just is feeling kind of lonely or you want to get to know yourself on a deeper level and spend intentional time alone, but you don't know how to do that without feeling this like heavy discomfort, like a blanket swaying over you, or this FOMO when you see everyone out on a Friday night and you're, you know, cooking your spaghetti. And the reason why I say, you know, it makes sense that this episode came at a time when I was feeling a little unwell, and that's because you have to isolate yourself when you're sick, right? You can't be out at social gatherings. That's not respectful. You should stay home and get better. And when you're sick, oftentimes this is where all these emotions come up, right? You feel like, oh, I had all these plans. You know, I didn't plan for being sick. I wanted to go here and there. I have to cancel with this one. And you're just feeling lonely. So whatever area of life you are in, if you want to know how to strengthen your relationship with yourself and spend intentional alone time without feeling lonely and actually feeling inspired and invigorated and excited by this new relationship you have with yourself, continue listening on. So where exactly does loneliness come from? In my opinion, from the work that I do, loneliness is something that comes from the heart center, from that heart chakra space, from the lungs. When you're lonely, you can feel like there's someone like sitting on your chest. It's quite uncomfortable in that area of your body. Loneliness is also tied to sadness, but it also is a type of grief, in my opinion. I think that grief is such a tough topic to talk about. It is a tough emotion to feel, and so there's not a lot of people talking about grief in the sense of how it manifests in other areas of your life. Grief when you lose a partner or there's a death in the family or there's a death of someone you know. But you can also grieve so many different things. You can grieve a loss of self or a loss of identity if you change jobs or when you become a mom. Like, yeah, you're so excited you have this baby now, but you're grieving the part of yourself that was 
childless, right? So when you're feeling lonely, you are actually grieving the absence of socialization, the absence of external validation, or the absence of comfort that comes from being around other people. Like we are humans, we are social beings, we are supposed to be in community with people. However, we're not supposed to be completely codependent on being around other people in order to feel secure within ourselves. So that feeling of loneliness is actually grief. And so wouldn't that make sense that you need to go through the five stages of grief in order to feel more comfortable being intentionally alone with yourself, confident in your own skin when it is just you around? So let's talk a little bit about those five stages of grief and how that can apply to loneliness. So the five stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And unlike what some people might think, you don't move through them one after the other in order, right? So you can experience all these five stages in a whole array of different orders. You may first feel depressed, and then you may get into denial and anger and whatever, but usually the last step is acceptance. So whether you see your friends hanging out on social media and you weren't invited or you couldn't make it and you get this, you know, pang in your chest of FOMO, whether you are, you know, grieving the end of a relationship or whether you're just trying to spend more time alone to better yourself, you may be experiencing these discomforts. You may be like, oh no, I'm fine. I'm fine by myself. No, I'm happy. I'm, I'm home. I'm doing a face mask. Everything's fine. Then you may get like angry, angry at yourself, angry at other people, angry at the world that you're even feeling this way. Like, oh, I'm just going to blame social media, right? I'm going to get angry at this app. You may be in a bargaining stage with your loneliness. You may be, you know, trying to find a resolution where like, oh, you know, I'm just going to FaceTime my best friend and then I'm not really alone, right? Yeah, like I'm, I'm going to be home alone in my house, but I still have this connection to someone. And then depression, sadness may come in where you just feel low and you don't know why. And then eventually ending up at acceptance. So whatever kind of stage you're in in your loneliness era, acknowledging that for yourself. I'll be very candid and honest and say, you know, I'm really good at being alone and I always have been. Except I was noticing more recently that the relationship I have with my long-term partner was becoming a little bit unhealthy on my end. There were times when it was just so habitual to just spend time with this person that I realized I was missing out on opportunities to get to know myself better, to do some self-care, or to connect with my family or friends I haven't seen in a while. I had a tough go at getting friends when I was younger. I had some friendship breakups that really hurt, and I've had some experiences of betrayal. And so the one person who was always there for me was my romantic partner. And I felt so comfortable and safe around him that I was like, I don't need anybody else. So one of my resolutions for 2024 is to foster more female friendships outside of my boyfriend and his friend group, because that's something that's going to better me as a person. So when I say alone, <laughs> and my sake of, you know, learning how to be alone, it's actually learning how to be without my partner, right? Where I don't have to text him all the time, or I don't have to always be around his presence or have like a date on the calendar where it's just the two of us. But how can I go about my life knowing that he's there, feeling comfortable that he's always going to be there? while also choosing to spend time with either myself or someone else that I haven't seen in a while. And so that has been something I've been navigating these past few weeks, and it has been super fulfilling. And I realized that it was the fear of feeling lonely that prevented me from doing these things, because when I was actually in those social situations, 
or when I was actually by myself, I didn't feel lonely at all. I felt empowered. I felt aligned. Like this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, right? So oftentimes it's this fear of feeling this discomfort, this uncomfortable emotion of loneliness that is actually driving us towards social ambition rather than, you know, exposing ourselves to this discomfort temporarily and then realizing, oh my gosh, this actually feels wonderful. And I'm going to make more dates in the calendar where I spend time with just myself or I go outside my, you know, friend group and I try to make friends from different areas of my life to add in that nuance and that dynamic to my social calendar. So from going through this experience myself and also coaching clients through a similar experience, I've come up with a list of tools that you can implement starting today to help you on your journey of being alone without feeling lonely. So tip number one is to limit social media use to eliminate comparison or just decrease the way your brain kind of sees friendships and sees socialization. We all know social media is a highlight reel and that, you know, we can be going about our day scrolling just for fun and then we see something that can be quite triggering, whether we see an old friend pop up, whether we see people hanging out at a place you really wanted to go to and then you just had no one to go there with. Whatever may trigger you on social media, I'm not saying social media is bad, you have to stop using it, but limit how much you use it and also limit when you use it. So if you know, okay, today I don't have plans and I want to spend it, you know, organizing my life, doing things by myself, maybe don't go on social media that day so that you don't even have the opportunity to be triggered into feeling lonely, right? So make an environment in which you are able to succeed. If you are planning a day where you just spend time with yourself and get things done, or just have a lazy day because you deserve a lazy day, then don't go on social media. Do other things to spend your time that isn't going to give you an opportunity to compare. Also, if you are spending time alone, do something that brings you genuine joy that cannot be monetized or considered productive in some way. This is key because a lot of the times we rationalize the periods of time we spend alone because we're like, oh, we needed to do laundry. We needed to work on this thing. We needed to do X, Y, and Z, right? You're like, oh no, I have to go do these things. And these are solo activities or they're like boring activities you wouldn't invite someone to come along with, but they're productive. You're checking things off your to-do list. That is not what I mean by intentional isolation. What I mean by that is it's bringing yourself into a period where you would rather be social, but you are choosing to be alone in order to foster a better relationship with yourself and in order to heal any social triggers you may have. So when you are alone, do something just for the fun of it. Do something that you like or you always wanted to try that isn't monetized or isn't like crossing things off your to-do list. One of the things I love to do is to ground and connect with nature. Yeah, you can do these things with other people, but I think it's so much better when you ground to nature just with yourself. When you enter into that communication with Mother Earth and you just feel her energy healing yours. That's a really great way to not feel alone while you're being alone because Mother Earth is always there for you and she's an energy that you can call upon in any type of situation. So spending your time alone by strengthening your relationship, not just with yourself, but with Mother Earth, that is something, that is a coping skill that will actually help you in any area of your life, whether you're with people or whether you're alone. Another thing is to take yourself out on a date once a month. Do something that you would want to do, right? If you had a romantic partner, what date would you want them to take you on? Take yourself on that date 
by yourself. What questions would you want your date to ask you? What conversations would you want to have with this date? Write them in a journal. Have that conversation with yourself. Get to know yourself on a deeper level through reflection and journaling on this solo date. Or just incorporate more reflection and journaling into your everyday life so you get to know yourself better on a deeper level. Taking away 30 minutes of every day to really spend intentionally with your deepest emotions and thoughts with a journal. That is something that's going to strengthen your ability to be alone because you are carving out chunks of time throughout your average every day to enter an intimate conversation with your deepest self. You're going to feel less scared to be alone because you are building up this habit of looking at the darker parts of you or the parts of you that don't always have room to shine throughout a busy day. Another thing to make you feel less lonely is to take up as much space as possible when you're alone. I mean, like if you're cooking, take up every single space on that counter. When you're sleeping, go into the middle of the bed and and put a bunch of pillows around you. If you're watching TV, take up the entire couch. Whatever that may look like for you, take up space. Make it so like no other person could fit in this situation. And that is why you need to be alone. You are alone enjoying yourself and there is no room for anyone else because you are enjoying the amount of space that you are taking up. Another thing that is a little less fun but important nonetheless is to reflect on your coping skills. How do you cope with uncomfortable experiences or emotions? This can be very, very subtle like texting a friend or going on social media to kind of like dissociate from the situation. Or it could be something that is a little more obvious, like you procrastinate or self-sabotage. What do you do to cope from uncomfortable situations? Do you go to maybe a recreational drug or alcohol? Or do you have these little subtle things and behaviors that you use to protect yourself? I don't know what they are for you. They could be a thousand different things, but reflect on what you do when you're uncomfortable and notice, are these coping skills adaptive and positive or are they maladaptive? Are these things that make sense? Like, oh, I go into a meditation or I go for a walk or I unplug and just take a few deep breaths and have a glass of water. Or are these things maladaptive, things that aren't going to help me grow and evolve or learn any lessons? Do I dissociate? from the problem or do I face the problem? Reflect on your coping skills and then pick one positive coping skill to try to do in replace of that. And make this goal attainable, something that is challenging but not impossible where you can have a 70% success rate with this. And then try to switch your negative coping skills to positive coping skills slowly one after the other. This will help you because when you are in a situation where you're feeling lonely, you will now start to go to a positive coping skill, something that is actually going to help you heal on this planet, help you become a more aligned version of yourself rather than not facing the problem, not facing the insecurity and leaving it for another time. I'll share a coping skill that I didn't even realize was a coping skill that was preventing me from healing. So I've always been a very big reader ever since I was in middle school. I've always had a book in my hand. Hours and hours and hours a day I could spend reading if I don't have other things to do. Middle school is when I started to have some issues with friends. Moving on to high school, I had a really bad experience where I felt very isolated and very misunderstood. And I continued to read like I always have, except I didn't realize that escaping into a fantasy world actually became a maladaptive coping mechanism. 
Now, reading can be an adaptive coping mechanism, and it was for myself, but it turned maladaptive when I decided I didn't need the outside world. I didn't need anyone else because I had my books and my boyfriend. <laughs> those, if I had those two Bs in my life, then I was fine. And then I realized that whenever I got uncomfortable, instead of facing it, I would just start reading a book. And everyone wouldn't even notice that that was like a quote-unquote bad thing because, oh, look, Danielle's reading. How great. She's having so much fun at a coffee shop by herself. Except I wasn't at a coffee shop most of the time. Most of the time I was in my bed actually feeling unhappy, but instead I just kind of shut those motions off and got sucked into this fantasy world. Now that I am intentionally putting myself into situations where I'm alone and intentionally reaching out to other people to foster relationships outside of my romantic one, I'm realizing that reading is actually something I'm going to limit to, you know, after 8 p.m. After 8 p.m., I can go in my bed and read, but before then, I'm going to spend intentional time with myself, getting to know myself, doing something that I like to do that isn't escaping, or go on like a friendship date with someone that I you know, haven't seen in a while. And I know that this episode is about loneliness and I'm talking about friendship, but this is just my specific case of I am trying to feel more comfortable being alone from my partner. And so by doing so, I'm strengthening other relationships I have in my life so that I'd kind of like disperse that social responsibility and it's not just on one person, but also with myself, strengthening the relationship I have with being in my own company and not escaping into TV or a book. So for you, it may be Netflix. You may be binging Netflix when you get home from work or like a show, like a comfort show, like Gossip Girl or The Vampire Diaries that you've watched a hundred times that having it on the background just makes you feel better. That could be an example of a coping skill that is normally fine, except it's preventing you from healing a deeper insecurity or issue. And that is why it could be maladaptive in this specific case. So really look at what you do when you're uncomfortable and say like, how can I... In the meantime, switch to a more adaptive coping skill so I can heal this loneliness wound so that it doesn't come up in the future and then I can just watch Netflix and read because I want to and not because I'm escaping. And then the last tip I have for you is to use your innate skills to volunteer or do an act of service in some way. Again, this is something that may involve other people, but these are most likely strangers, people that you've never met before. And so I feel like loneliness honestly comes up the most when you're feeling alone in a group of people. That is when you really get hit with this, like, you know, grief in your chest. This absence of social comfort comes up is when there's other people around and you still feel lonely. So putting yourself in a situation where you're helping strangers, you're using your gifts to serve humanity in a way, that's that's actually going to strengthen the confidence you have in yourself. Like me, right here, I'm doing something to help others. I'm doing something to help the world. And it's just me and my bare hands and my skill set. That is going to fuel you with a sense of empowerment that even if you don't have anyone else to share your experiences with, you know that you are so capable on your own of doing good. And that just really heals the heart. And doing any act of service just really helps to heal that heart center. All right, my beautiful friends, that is kind of the conversation I wanted to share with you today as I isolate while being sick and I reflect on my own journey of feeling more comfortable being alone. No matter what loneliness looks like for you and how it comes up in your life, I hope that at least something resonated with you that can propel you even deeper on your self-development journey. 
Thank you as always for being here with me and for bearing with me as I sound a little bit stuffy. I am so, so grateful for you. And with that said, that concludes today's episode of the Stars Are Calling You podcast, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye!